0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 30 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes.
1: It all starts
0: right now.
1: Welcome back to the 30 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 303. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Happy end of the week, you bums. I know you're a bum.
0: I know when you listen to us, you're you're not paying attention to work. You're not focused on whatever you're supposed to be doing. I I know. I
1: get it. And I applaud that. I like do, that. Do we have a guess at what we think the majority if like if we had to put it to a singular activity as to what we think our the majority of the listeners are doing while listening to us? Do we think we're commuting? Do we think we're doing chores around the house?
0: I did that the other day. I was listening to one of my podcasts the other day when I was doing laundry. That's kind of nice. Pop in an AirPod, get stuff done, dishes.
1: That's what I do. If I'm the only one in the house, I won't even use the headphones. I'll just put it in my pocket and just play it, put it on max volume. Not an AirPod guy, huh? No, I am. But if I'm the only one here, I don't need an AirPod, you know?
0: And I kind of like the freedom of it. I would say most people, I don't know, like, I, I got to give shout out to Murray. He's always posting on his story that he's, like, working on cars. He's playing it through the shop. Like, I don't think he even asks the other people that work there if they if they like baseball or if they care. I think he just plays it throughout the shop. Which is cool, I'm a big fan of that. See a lot of we we get a lot of stories of of commuting. I doubt fly, you could work out to us. You can't fly, work
1: out to this. Uh, probably not. We got one of flying a plane. Yeah, that's cool. I mean that that might be that might be up there. That might yeah be that top. one's sweet. No pun intended. I'm
0: gonna say I mean as long as you're not pooping, I'm cool. If you're if you're listening to us on the pooper. I think it's time to reevaluate things.
1: I, hey, I don't discriminate. A, listen's a listen to <laughs> listen, a download to download, whether you're on the crap or not, I don't care.
0: I think it's time to reevaluate what's what's happening if you're hey, doing s- that.
1: Speaking of reevaluating, I need to uh, I need to to bring something to light here. Uh, we need to circle back on this tops home run challenge. Uh, because if you oh, recall, yeah, yeah, recall, you got Tatis right. I have two. And one of them is the recently suspended for eighty games, Fernando Tatis Jr. I think you should just win. They just they give you the dub.
0: What do you win anyway?
1: So, as a reminder. Choose the game date you think this player will hit a home run. If he does, you win a parallel card. Feeling brave, go all or nothing and double down to predict if the ball will travel more than 425 feet for a special parallel card.
0: I bet you tops does something soon. I can see that. I would hold on to it.
1: Expiration date, October 2nd, 2022.
0: Yeah, I could see I could see tops doing something where maybe they send you like what did the Padres do? They switched Tatis bobblehead night to Soto, uh, jer- like the Shirzy day, right? Yeah, yeah, I could see tops doing something for you. So just Juan Soto stuff. Just everything, everything Tatis is being replaced with Juan Soto stuff.
1: Should I just tweet them? I might just tweet them right now. Smart.
0: I would, too. We're calling them out on the podcast as well. So, if you want to throw this clip together for social media purposes, I like it.
1: I'm going to... Let them I'm gonna,
0: know. I'm going to do that. Put him on blast. Also, a real quick trigger on the Padres gift shop discount on the Tati stuff. Did they really? Quickly to 25% off. Like, the day after. All his jerseys...
1: Any of his gear quickly 25% off. The Padres They were not all that pleased when this news broke. Because if you no. saw the statement not that we have to rehash this whole thing, but if you saw the statement that they released, it was basically yeah. just like, uh, basically we hope he figures it out and pulls himself together because this is yeah, this is won too many times. Yeah. Like that
0: I feel like they're gonna send this guy to rehab. Tough. I mean that's a lot of that's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. Maybe that 25% gets gets taken out of his portion. Also, I was uh I did I sent you that TikTok last night. I don't know if you watched it. And again, we don't need to delve into this too much again, but Yeah. Um what I was saying about the contract stuff last episode about how anything Uh, Like steroid usage or something like that should void contracts. Some TikTok was like all over the place last night. I don't know how many likes it has. Saying the same thing. And apparently, this was this guy. It was a guy that was involved. I don't know who it was. But he was involved with the negotiations between PA and and MLB. And PA wouldn't wouldn't let it happen. They were not going to allow it. But MLB tried to negotiate that in the last agreement to where it would ju- it would just affect guaranteed money.
1: In Which my opinion, totally
0: makes sense uh, to me. It sh- that should just be a non-negotiable, like right? I that should just be a thing. And not, if you're the, writing that contract as a team, I don't see why you that would have to be negotiable at all. I
1: think it's your call as a team. Yeah, I don't know why that has to be used as some sort of bargaining chip or or anything. Like that's just a non-negotiable. Yeah. If you get busted, sorry, you you have to forfeit the money, uh, uh, whatever. Right. All right. What uh what kind of language should we use for this uh tweet to tops? I
0: think I think you let the picture of the card do the talking for you. And I would just go at tops. What do we think about this? And then picture. Let's see here. I wouldn't mind if maybe you posed for the picture. Meredith took it of you and you're just holding the card. I
1: mean, I, I'm doing this like as you're
0: like the palm up emoji. Ooh, throw the palm up emoji in there. That'll help. I like that. Hey, Double Tops.
1: Pops. Is it still Tops or is it Fanatics? No, it's still Tops. I think it's still Tops. I mean, yeah.
0: I, I doubt they completely get rid of that name. I think it just Fanatics owns them.
1: Right? Hey, Tops. Yeah, but I don't know if that contract kicks in yet. Isn't it like yeah. next year? Sure. Maybe the year after? I have no idea. Hey, Tops, what are we thinking here? Yeah. And then throw up the, the emoji there. Are we talking like the this guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy. The hands-up guy? Yeah. All right. Hands-up guy. Hashtag suspended. Hashtag. What's another hashtag I should throw on here? I don't know. I'm not very good with the hashtag, hashtag ringworm. Game. Hashtag ringworm. I like that. Just Big in case fan. they've been living under a rock.
0: Yeah. I wonder how many of those cards went out that they're gonna have to replace. What would you want in return? What would I want in return? Like a uh, like a different player.
1: A non. I would say a non-specialty card of my choice. Like, I don't need an autograph. I don't need a jersey patch card. But just let me, let me pick a card that's not. Because I don't want to do the home run thing. I'm, I, I'd never win these kinds of things. Yeah, I think
0: if they follow it up with another home run card, I think that'd be kind of stupid. Maybe they send you five home run cards. How cool would that be? As an apology. Five different players where you choose okay. their home run. That that helps your odds, right? I get on board with that. I get on board with
1: that. Yeah. You know what I was ready to be completely on board with is the curse of Joey Gallo being real. It's it was, yeah. Yeah. And I gotta say, Josh Donaldson took some took some of the wind out of my sails last night. But look, the reality of it is. It's still real. And Yankee fans, more than just about anybody, should be accepting of the fact that curses are real because for 86 years. Yeah. yeah you were we all about curses. So
0: we believe in curses and ghosts and yeah. 100%. I definitely believe it. I do mean, I'm, I'm going to need to Do you believe this is change. real? Well, I mean, I I think it would be real if he was dealt sooner. But he was a part of half of this stretch. You know what I mean? Half of this post All Star Game stretch that they're in. I wanted him to succeed elsewhere.
1: Oh no no no!
0: Because Let's... of how he was treated, that's what I will say with this. I I wanted I I still root for him. I want to continue to root for him. Yes, it's kind of annoying because you're like, dude, like you had it in there. It's just you weren't capable of doing it with us. But I, I root for him just because of the fact that it was like it was you could tell that the guy like he took it hard, man. He was a Yankee fan growing up and like not being able to walk around the city like that's not OK. Like that's not good. So I want him to succeed. I hope he does succeed and I, I hope he has some impact moments some X factor moments in the postseason for the Dodgers. But I don't know if it, I can't put all the curse on him. I think there's, there's too many other factors going on with this miserable baseball that's been happening.
1: I'm not quite entirely sure what you mean when you say that he was part of the stretch, because the numbers I have are some are from since the deadline, August 2nd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yankees are three. You and can tw- go back further. Three and eleven. Oh, sure. Yeah, you sure. go way you can, back. You can this zoom is, it out. This is, yeah, this is but, way bad. But since the deadline, they're three and eleven. Dodgers are twelve and two. The Yankees have lost five straight series since the deadline. Yeah. Joey Gallo, who is hitting one fifty nine in New York, is now hitting two sixty one in L A. with three home runs. Yeah. So it's safe to say that this is a real curse. This is a real thing. Oh, I mean, what is it going to take? Like what, what level of monumental collapse is this going to have to take?
0: There's so many, so many bad factors of other people underperforming to even, I mean, I don't, that's, I, I can't say it's a, it's a Joey Gallo curse. Joey Gallo has nothing to do with the fact that IKF is is kind of a letdown. That Josh Donaldson outside of last night's walk-off Grand Slam has been a a shell of what we normally see. Aaron Hicks is basically performing like like a high A guy. Benintendi has not been what they hoped he would be. Your starting rotation has started to fall off a little bit. The bullpen has been bad, the back end, especially. Rizzo has been dealing with injuries and, and frustrations. DJ LeMay, who is dealing with with injuries at this point. There's so many different things going on that it's like it's it's really not good. And they can't seem to get we already we are always talk about this. Anyone that plays baseball knows most games that you're gonna win, you need three, you know, there's three factors. You need two of the three. Pitching, defense, hitting, you need to get two of those to win a ball game most of the time. Sometimes you need all three. They only get one a game. They only get one of those factors a game. You get solid starting pitching, bullpen blows it. Hitting doesn't happen. That's just, just, it's been going. What I will say about last night, and hopefully this starts to create this new turn, get off this road, but they called up guys. They called up as Waldo uh, Cabrera debuted at third base last night. Esteban Florial has been up um, a couple times throughout the years, but he was playing center over Hicks. To me, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like when guys get called up, not only is it a spark for that kid because he's excited to be there, but I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call to that veteran that's been playing that that position for the whole year. And that is maybe what happened to Josh Donaldson last night. I know he DH'd, so he was still in the starting lineup, but you still look at him and say, you know what, I've been playing spectacular defense, and this kid is getting called up to potentially take my spot moving forward. That's what Yankee fans has, have been have been crying for. Please bring somebody up, light a spark. You need it because we're watching it with other guys. We're we're seeing it on other other ball clubs, and it's like why. So overall, this is like this is awful, depressing baseball for the last month, month and a half. And I am nervous, hundred percent. I think Yankee fans have to be because you look at it and you're like, you can't just say this is all happening because there's a lull and there's, you know, the Stanton injury. And then it's just like, that's not, sorry. I wish I could just say that everything will be fine when he gets back, but we've watched him go on two week, you know, Swiss cheese bat type stretches. That's normal for him. I think this this team needs to show that they can stick around for 162 plus. You can't win it. You can't win a season. You know, from from March to June, you got to keep going, and that's that's what's scaring me. Because they don't know how to be. They've never been in this position. This team, this core, Boone has never been in a position where they have a double digit stretch or a double digit lead for this period of the season in the division. And I feel like there's choking going on and it makes me real nervous. And this series coming up with the Blue Jays is going to be big.
1: Did you happen to see what uh, your guy, Stephen A. Smith had to say about the Yankees? I did not. I did not. He said he he went on quite the quite the rant. He said, You're worse talking about the Yankees, he said, you're worse mm-hmm. than how the how it smells from the sewers in the Bronx. And I was born in the Bronx. I know what the hell I'm talking about. You say what you want about Stephen A. Smith, but I mean he wasn't wrong. And of course, this was before the Josh Donaldson walk off grand slam. But yeah. Prior to that, it had been eleven out of their thirteen. So Going back to my original question, what is it going to take for you to label this the curse of Joey Gallo? How much longer? I think, let's just let's just pretend that last night's outcome was just a fluke, okay. And that this this poor performance, this this awful baseball continues. Yeah, the way it had been for for the weeks prior to that. Yeah, what is it going to take? Um,
0: I think I think if who, whoever it is, uh, obviously the Blue Jays kind of being next in line. I think if if the Yankees, obviously if the Yankees lose the division, that that's pretty obvious there. But even if second place team is within four, four or five games, by the time the season's over. That's where I would say that, t- that takes bad baseball for a, two plus months. And it's not even like the rest of the AL East is playing that well. Like they I think that Yankee fans are forgetting, like, oh, still got a you know nine, 10, 11 game lead at certain points. Yeah, I mean, if if either if either the Blue Jays or the Rays started to play decent baseball and put together a stretch this lead would not have stayed. So the Yankees have been lucky that the rest of the AL East has kind of just beat up on each other over the last month and a half to hold and maintain this lead. But I think if the if the Yankees finish the regular season and they only win the division by, by five or less, I would say the Joey Gallo curse could be real. But we also need to see continued production on the Gallo side. If he hits over 250 the rest of the way out, I don't even care about the home run production. That doesn't matter to me. If he hits over 250 the rest of the way out, that's all I'm giving him. That's a low threshold. If he hits over 250 the rest of the way out, I will admit that this curse could be a thing for sure.
1: I mean, if he if he heats it up, it, we may be looking at a late run at an MVP. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh... crazy things have happened. Um, Speaking of crazy things, let's uh, look at this Michael Harris second extension. Can I just ask, what dirt does the front office for the Atlanta Braves have on these guys? Because there is absolutely no way... That you can be pulling off these types of extensions, these types of contracts, these types of deals without having a little bit of dirt on these guys. There's just no way you can spare me the whole. I've oh god, Braves fans make they they're nauseating <laughs> at times. They I I will go to bat for them. I went to bat for them last year when nobody else would, besides them. I think they're a very loyal fan base almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. They can just be they're they're exhausted. They got blinders on. They definitely oh, have for blinders sure. on. sure. I mean all yeah. fan bases do, but I feel like the blinders yeah. for the Braves fan base uh eh, it's large. Maybe a, a, quite. Spare me. The whole well these guys have just really bought into the culture and they they want to be like the nineties Braves and they're, they want to be comfortable with knowing where they're playing for the, no, g- stop. I would buy that for maybe one or two guys, but you're telling me this list of guys that they have locked down through like 2090. You're telling me all <laughs> of those guys have that mentality. No, that no, no, the Atlanta Braves are no more special in that regard than any other team in baseball. That. There's nothing special in the water down there in Atlanta. That's no. There's something strange going on because you let, let's just go through the list here. The Braves core. You've got Austin Riley through 2032. You've got Michael Harris, II now through 2032. You've got Matt Olson through 2030. You've got Acuna through 2028, who, oh, by the way, Is. Currently living out a eight year, $100 million deal for one of the best players in baseball. You've got Vaughn Grissom locked through 2028. You've got Ozzy Albies through 2027, who, oh, by the way, seven year, 35 mil contract. 2027, you got Spencer Strider. You've got William Contreras for 2027. And you've got Kyle Wright through 2026. Oh, yeah. And throw Max Fried in there as well. I'm not buying the culture nonsense. I'm just not. I. I mean, that's the only way. It's the only
0: way. It's the only thing that makes sense. Like I said, everything else. I would, else buy, I would too, buy that. It's for... too big of a conspiracy theory. If it's. If it's anything else, look. The truth is, when you when you look at this core, you're like, uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, I definitely get it. I think. The Braves fans are not the only ones that have blinders on. It's all Braves country, including their players, including their front office. You're right. There's nothing more special about the Atlanta Braves than anyone else. But to, to I, I don't know. To me, I think Freddie Freeman helped by by not re signing. I think him leaving showed some things. And the Braves front office is allowed to say to these players, look, face of our franchise is elsewhere. The guy that grew up with us is elsewhere. And he's hating it. That all the reports are true. He's super sad. Fired his agent. Do you want to go down that road? Or do you want to buy in and you want to be a part of this? For a while, and I think any group that's led by Austin Riley, Acuna, Matt Olson, Albie's, the rest of the guys would be like, okay, sure. If I get to hit with those guys on a regular basis, if I get to pitch for those guys on a regular basis, yeah. So the, the way I difference- see it is that like ah. uh, you wish you wish your team did this.
1: The only you wish difference- your team did this. I I get that. The only difference in your example, though, with Freddie Freeman, is he is on he is on the tail end of that story. They, a, Alex and sure. is, yeah. is getting these no, guys I, yeah. before they've even it. had a cup of coffee in the big leagues and saying, "I get it. Do you want to end up? Do you want to go down that road?" And they're like, "I just got here. Like I haven't yeah. even had, I haven't even had a chance to figure out if I like if I if I'm gonna like this over the next six, seven, eight years. Maybe we can we can revisit that conversation then." But Smart. that's the only difference, is because he, Alex Anthopoulos is like, see what just happened. Alex Anthopoulos might be the greatest salesman of all time, or the the greatest conspirator of all time. I, well, it's, I mean, it's one or the other. How do you want to go about it? And and I think this is
0: this is this is all crazy right now because of how new this is. We've never. I mean, within the last. Five years is when this is being introduced guys getting large extensions before arbitration eligibility right this is not a thing this has never been a thing we're always used to large contract extensions towards 27 28 29 year olds or guys hitting the market at at 31 32 and they're the peak free agent things have changed things are different this is all new and I think that's why. I mean, if this wouldn't be a conversation if we watched this more around the league. I think Anthopolis is kind of setting the trend in doing things now. And I uh, in my mind I mean I think he's these doing what the Blue Jays should have done last year. They have a core that and now they're going to have that the, the longer they wait the higher that price tag is going to go. And then you have to start making selections because you can't have all have them all. Anthopolis is saying, I want all these guys now and forever. And that's the sale. Hey, do you want to be a part of a core that's gonna to be together for a while? You guys are gonna be brothers. You're gonna be in the same clubhouse for a while. Do you want to avoid arbitration hearings? Do you want to, you know, you know what I mean? Like that that's the kind of stuff that they're they're sidestepping and you can get some bread now. I mean, 750 grand is nice. Do you want eight mil, 10 mil? Let's go for it now.
1: No. And I get that, but I think the, the, the thing that I'm having a hard time figure out is you look at these guys that waited out say no I'm gonna I'm gonna take this to free agency I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my check I'm gonna get my bag mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did those I, I don't know I'm genuinely curious did those guys just believe in themselves and in their talent more than they got than these guys and I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at Michael Harris I'm just saying as a whole these guys that take these earlier contract offers for presumably far less than what they would get yeah do these guys over here, do they just believe in their talent and themselves more than these guys? I, I think it is.
0: I think it is the culture. You're saying you know, people don't buy in. I think it is a culture. There's a reason Tom Brady didn't make that much money in New England as a contract, as a guaranteed money thing. The Patriots said, we'll dangle these bonuses over you. So anytime you hit these, these tiers, these stats, you play this amount of games in each season, we'll bonus you out. And that doesn't count against our our uh, our roster payroll. Brady's like, if that allows you guys to go get me the guys I need to win, fine. That's
1: my That's point. That's what you're
0: seeing on the Brave side. That's you're my point. You're seeing all those guys saying, cool, if you want to fill out this lineup and we're going to be a problem, you're telling me you're selling the fact that we are going to be a problem and we're going to be a, in deep playoff runs for the next five, six years, you're promising that. Then yes, I'll take that eight or 10 mil right now. Even though if I wait five years, I could probably get 20 mil or 25 mil. Quick nickels versus slow dollars. That's what this is.
1: It's a sales method. And Go, I get it. is crushing it. Oh, he is. Look, I. This is no knock on Anthopolis. If you can get away with this highway robbery, go for it. I'm all about it. (laughs) But going back to your Tom Brady point, that is precisely my point that I initially brought up. That's one guy. You're going to tell me basically your entire starting nine is buying in. You're telling me that the New England Patriots had nine Tom Brady's. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I don't care how good of a salesman you are. Your well, that- thing, the
0: Matt Olson thing, he's a homer. So, I mean, he's he's at home. That that one you can kind of check off the list, right? If you ask me who's buying in, I would say Austin Riley, Michael Harris are the two that bought in. If you're if you're gonna ask me the two guys that are probably going to look back at things and kind of scratch their heads, it would be Acuna and Albies. Those two guys down the road would be like, we're perennial all-stars and we were on the scene before anybody else. Acuna's gonna be like, This is my squad.
1: Maybe I'd need it a little bit more. Look, I'm not I'm not wishing any ill will in that clubhouse, but I can I would almost guarantee that maybe it's next year, maybe it's the year after that, maybe it's at the end of this contract. But there's gonna be some some rising tensions, whether it's from Albie's or Acuna, based on the way that their contracts played out. Because you can still look at it now and go, "Ah, oh, it's fine." I'll worry about what I could have gotten later in my career. But the more time passes, the higher, the larger these contracts get. Sure, sure, I get they're it. They're gonna, they're gonna look at this and go, "I don't know."
0: And the there's gonna only be some way. Issues. The only way that conversation is false the only way that statement is false is if they win multiple rings within the next during this window within the next 6 or 7 years if they win multiple rings that won't matter i don't think that that narrative will will really have a, a place to stand on um but with with all those names i think the guy that is is got to be the most confused and probably a little pissed is Dansby Swanson. I mean, you've seen Michael Harris for about, what, two months? If that. Already getting that extension. Dansby's like, number one overall pick here. Having a career year. Where's my bag? So what this tells me is that that's a little bit of a slap in the face to Dansby, But it tells me that the Braves still have the roster payroll flexibility to go make a run at either Xander this offseason or Correa.
1: I mean, but if you're the Braves, is Dansby Swanson the shortstop that you want to hit your wagon to? I don't know. Every Braves fan seems to say yes. No, every Braves fan seems to say yes after he's had a week or two of above yeah. average baseball. But when he's yeah. not,
0: they I mean, he's want, having a solid year. Out. He's having a good year.
1: I think we can we can address that. Having a very good year. He's hitting uh, 292, 16 bombs, OPS 802, OPS plus a 120. Having a very good year. Obviously, an all star. But, look how old he is.
0: You know? He's going to be 29 next year. So, at that point, you're like, okay, who else is that age? And who's proved that they're capable of doing more? And again, we go back to Xander and Correa. Same range. Capable of a lot more, I think a lot higher ceiling both have one could be a decent replacement otherwise then this could be behind closed closed doors but otherwise i feel like dansby would have bought in i think he would have happily taken one of these types of deals i i think he i i think he's realistic in the fact that he he needs to understand he's not a top three shortstop in baseball. He can do it for a couple of weeks, but he's not overall a top three shortstop in baseball. And I think Braves fans need to recognize
1: that. I'll fight anybody on that fact.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. But that's what tells me that there's been no offer to Dansby. Otherwise, he would have accepted one of these team-friendly deals. Say, yeah, I'll I'll hitch hitch my wagon to the rest of this uh, incredible lineup. And I'll probably, you know, ride some coattails at certain points to get some more rings. I think he would have accepted any one of those deals at any point. I don't think there's been any offers made to him. And that tells me that the Braves are still going to be buyers this offseason. Either if they are, look out. You put Correa in that lineup or Xander in that lineup, look out. We're not going to talk about
1: that. Look, either there have been made, there have been no offers made, or there have been, and Dansby's self awareness is just at an all time low. Yeah, those are really the only two options. Because you're right, are the only if, two options. If there's yeah. an, if there's even something remotely close to what these other guys are being offered, yeah. and snatching up easily, yeah, he's signing up for that. But again, yeah. that diff is self awareness is where it should be, yeah, for sure speaking of self-awareness or I should say awareness surrounding another team uh, let's look at this Dennis Eckersley Brian Reynolds beef shall we did we did we have uh Red Sox broadcaster and Pirates outfielder getting into it on our bingo card I, I can't say we did I did not but I'm ready I'm ready for something. So look putting my bias aside. Everything that Dennis Eckersley said about the Pirates is a thousand percent correct. And going back to this whole self-awareness thing, you look at Pirates fans on social media right now who are responding to this whole thing. that happened just a couple days ago. They're going, look, don't really like the guy for what he said, but what he said yeah. was right. Yeah. And I have to applaud the Pirates fans that ha- that can at least tip their cap to the truth of what he said. He comes out, uh, I want to say it was game one yeah it was the first game of the red sox pirate series okay two nights ago and he said uh he said you talk about a no-name lineup there's no team like this love to see some of the service time you add it all up it's not much we just came from kansas city Sox had just gotten done playing kansas city he said we saw all those young kids this is different though this is a hodgepodge of nothingness it's ridiculous it really is it's pathetic and then Brian Reynolds comes out and says, I couldn't give less of a crap what that guy has to say. Doesn't change any of our lives. If he wants some airtime, he can say whatever he wants. First of all, Brian Reynolds, Dennis, Dennis Eckersley is a baseball legend, so it's not like he's looking <laughs> for his 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. Second of all, what he said was absolutely right. Third of all, he wasn't talking about you as a player or anybody that you're on that field with in Pittsburgh. That was directed towards the front office and ownership. And if I'm Brian Reynolds and I'm looking around trying to garner up a little bit of hope around Mm. the future of this this team, if you have any plans of being there, which who knows where he's going to be, let let Dennis Eckersley say what he's going to say and just let it fall on the ears of front ownership or on the front office and ownership. Because then that really puts him in the spotlight to where it's like the ownership's going, "Ah, man, you know, none of our, none of our guys out there on the front lines are really coming to our defense here, but Mm -hmm. he did. And now it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're in the clear. We, we, we got guys coming, coming to back us up a little bit, even though we're the cheapest team in baseball. Yeah. If I'm Brian Reynolds, I'm just letting that pass. I'm just letting that go and be like, you guys up in the luxury boxes, you guys deal with this. Because they are. They're cheap and yeah. it's pathetic. And like we talk about all the time, they have the makings for an incredible franchise. They've got I the agree. colors, they've got the marketing, they've got the history, they've they got, got the, the
0: backdrop, the stadium. Yeah. It's all there. They got all the I mean, that's an insane sports town. So an insane
1: sports town in loyal fan base. You may not yeah. you may not see it in the stands on a nightly basis, but believe me, I've got family up there. I know, I know how they feel about the pirates and they love their pirates, but here we are just trying to defend a team that's not willing to do anything. I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, there's,
0: there's two ways you look at it. I think Brian Reynolds probably is going like the, you know, us against the world type route with his comments, but Eckersley is not wrong. You know, he's not wrong, and it's, I like when when former players, current players, people very involved with baseball come out and say the truth. They come out and say what, what everyone else is thinking, and that's what Eckersley did. Everyone's been talking about this. Every fan has this same conversation. When it comes to the Pirates, this is what we talk about. And Eckersley came out and said it. And I have to applaud him for that. Because of the fact that every every baseball player and every former guy and every broadcast guy, you feel like they have to be so politically correct. And they're not willing to call people out or organizations out or things like that. He was willing to do that. And if he gets you know slapped on the wrist by by certain fans or if he gets chastised by by current players whatever it's the truth but if you're brian reynolds i get it i understand your your clap back because i don't know i i I understand the mentality you know it's it's uh, we have to be i have to think that i'm the best player on the field playing for the best team in baseball that's how i have to think and he's maybe one of those guys as a competitor. So I think his response makes sense, but
1: accuracy is not wrong at all. At all. Will Crow came out and said, one of, one of their relief pitchers came out and said, he's in the hall of fame. He's one of us. It's just surprising that a guy of his stature would come after us. I think it was kind of crappy in Bush league. Again, He's not coming after you, the player, you all, the team. Right. He's going after the front office. Yeah. And I just feel like you could really, if you believed in yourself and the guys in that clubhouse. Right. Despite what the standings show, you would just let that pass and let it be, you would basically just put it in the court of ownership and say, Mm -hmm. you deal with this. You respond to this if you want. If not, We'll know where your values lie. We'll know where your motivation and your your respect for this team lies. Sure. But if they continue to... I mean, I I would imagine that the situation's come to a close at this point. I don't think it's going to develop any further. But if for whatever reason this somehow turns into a thing and you continue to come to the defense of the guy signing these measly checks, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Like you said we rarely see people in positions like Eckersley come out and say what he said. So when it happens, let it happen. Yeah. Because otherwise nothing's going to change. Fans tweeting about it on Twitter are not going to change the the minds of these guys. But if you have people that are highly respected, highly regarded in this game coming out and saying these types of things, they have credibility. Yeah. They have credibility. That's the biggest thing. Then maybe just maybe they'll listen and start to go, you know what? Maybe we should do something before we lose this entire city.
0: Yeah. Why? Well, and this is the tale of two franchises. When we go back to you know the Braves conversation, right? The Pirates could start going this route between Hayes and 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 Cruz and Brian Reynolds. Um, what's that uh, that lefty bat that they have that's been swinging it well? They have guys that they could commit to for these long-term free, like, you know, team-friendly deals. But this is a team that will never show the fire to go trade for a big piece or sign a big free agent. This is, you have to take care of the house first before you come and invite somebody in. So again, kind of like if we're going to compare them to the Braves, just because it's kind of a similar, it's polar opposites of the spectrum here. The Braves lock down their core and then they say, I'm going to go trade for Matt Olson," And then I'm going to say, hey, Matt Olson, see this core, this young core that we're putting together for you? They're going to be here to support you for a while. You want to sign this long-term deal? Cool. Done. The Pirates can do that. O'Neal Cruz, it looks like the real deal. He's, you know, he's going to take some some development for sure, some learning, some trial and error. Keep Brian Hayes, looks good. Brian Reynolds, we already know. All-star. Sign these guys. Extend them. Get them longer deals. You know you're, you already got Hayes, which is cool. Keep going. And then you can go hit the free agent market and say, hey, we've got some young guys that'll give you some some support. But they don't do that. Ever. They don't show the willingness to do that ever. And that is what the issue is. That's the problem. You can sign all the guys you want, but if you're not adding into that, it doesn't matter.
1: Sell the team. Sell the team, but if you're not going to do that, like you said, just sign some of these guys. And if, if you don't see an ounce more of success... Just at least give these fans a a jersey to buy out of the the team store. Besides Roberto Clemente, because other than that, other than than that jersey, nobody's here long enough or good enough to warrant having their jersey up in the store. Yeah. Besides maybe one or two guys, and you're not signing those guys. As as frustrating as like the
0: Rockies are, they're still doing a better job than the Pirates. You know, they're keeping guys around. And then you add in some some older veteran guys. Jose Iglesias is having a good year playing short for them. You know, they've made those attempts. Ian Ian Desmond was a was kind of a flop in Colorado, but they still make those attempts, and you have to applaud that. They're trying. They're failing a lot. But they're trying. The Pirates aren't even trying. That's why Eckersley Eckersley's comments are are spot on, because they're not. <laughs> They're not putting any effort into this. And that what's that viral video going around of that kid taking a picture next to next to the owner? And he opens up his shirt and it says, it wasn't our shirt, unfortunately, but it says sell the team. Why why are why would players be irrelevant to that? Or irrelevant? Why would players be be ignorant to that? Why would they why would they think that this is the right type of structure? You're exactly right. Brian Reynolds just needs to be like, dude, I'm a ball player. That's not a question for me. That's the only answer you needed to give. This has nothing to do with me. I'm trying out here, I'm trying to be out here, win ball games, put my bat on some baseballs, and and do my thing. That that's what a a solid answer would have been. And I bet fans would have been like, yeah, I'm with you. I like that. Let the front office deal with this stuff because they are the ones that have to change.
1: I don't know. We need something to change in Pittsburgh, man. That's such a waste. I want them
0: to play good baseball. I
1: want it. Oh, man. It would be good. It would be good for baseball. It's exciting. It's just a waste of everything out there.
0: Yeah. You remember that Cueto scene in the playoffs a couple years ago? And he drops the ball on the mound. like That stuff's electric. You got, it's so cool seeing fans rocking Steelers jerseys or, or Penguins jerseys in the crowd because it's all the same colors. It's a baseball town. It's a sports town, I should say. And it very well could be a baseball town if they figured things out. Just get it going. You have a beautiful ballpark. You got all the makings, all the ingredients. Put it in the oven. Add some stuff to it. You're going to get some good out of it.
1: Joy Votto's out for the season, Nate. Sad. Sad day. First baseman will have season ending surgery to fix a torn rotator cuff. Uh, it was announced earlier this week, and he will be having the surgery tomorrow. Say Thursday. Yeah, it is Thursday. He'll be having it Friday. Uh apparently this is something that's been bothering him for a while he said yeah, he's he's been for the most part been able to play through it but I think as we've seen this year just historically bad numbers for Vado pretty much yeah. across the board um he did I was reading he did say that he doesn't necessarily know if that had any impact like the injury itself or the the pain that he was working through had any impact on the numbers hey. you were seeing Probably has to feel like it's got to play into it a little bit, but I mean, yeah. props to him for not falling into the excuses game. He he's yeah, like, he's uh, old school, man. But he's old what school. Do, what do we think this uh, means for the rest of Otto's career? Oh, he's he's not done because based on
0: his comments during the field, field of dreams game, I, I I think he's he's still going. He wants yeah. to keep going.
1: Yeah, he almost said it with like a a little like. Little gleam in his eye where he was like, yeah. eh, I kinda wanna kinda wanna stick wanna around. What back. do you guys yeah. think? Um yeah. but I was I was listening to today. Apparently the recovery time would be close to six months. Mm-hmm. So in order for him to be ready for next year, he'd have to, to get this thing going. It sounds like if they're doing it Friday, it sounds like they're they're getting this taken care of right away. Um I really wish Votto Even before this season, I I really wish he would have went elsewhere. I do too. Another example of a guy just wasting away in a city that's not really doing much for him.
0: Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. I, I don't know. I don't even care where. Just elsewhere. Just somewhere else. And I mean, going back to what he said at the Field of Dreams game, he just talked about, he was like, you know, every every retired guy I've talked to, every every player that's gotten out of it, just reminds me that like have fun. Have fun. Enjoy this. Enjoy the moments. He just started he just hopped on social media. You know what I mean? Like he's he's enjoying this. Um, I think what's cool about him and what shows the type of competitor and old school style he is is that if he's been dealing this, you know, with this for a while, he was like, I know my team is better with me on the field, and we're going to do this for as long as we can. And I bet he waited until the Reds were pretty much out of the picture. I'm sure that's like, like, I know they're not mathematically quite eliminated yet, but they're probably right on the brink. And that's probably what he was, that was his deadline saying, you know what? Once we're no longer any shot at being in the postseason, I'll go get the surgery.
1: That's a tough dude. Yeah, he says I've been able to play through it only in the past three or four months or so. It's been painful to the point without getting into into the specifics. Difficult to lift. It hurts to sleep. If you've at look, if you've had mm-hmm. any kind of injury or pain or chronic whatever that keeps you from being able to sleep. Yeah, there's really not much you can do there. There's not much of a decision mm-hmm. that has to be made. It's kind of made for you. That's just something mm-hmm. you have to address because if if it's affecting your ability to sleep, that that leaks into pretty much every facet of oh, your life. Yeah. Like if you're and not getting your, good rest, if you're not recovering yeah. well, especially as a professional athlete, yeah, that's a that's a tough spot to be in.
0: And half your games are in hotel beds. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what half your season is about. And on on plane seats, you know, I think uh, I think people forget that, and I think when you remove the financial uh, benefits and the fact that they are playing a game, when it comes down to it, they're playing a game, right? Like we can all agree that we we are super competitive to our core, and we love baseball, and it's it's more than a game for us, but by definition, it is a game. I think people forget how hard it is on your body. Like, And I think people struggle to remember that these guys are at the field six, seven hours before the game every day. And then you have travel days. And then you're not getting into your hotel bed until 4 a.m., right? And then you're waking up around noon And then you're going to the ballpark. It's it's a weird, strange schedule. It's difficult on your body, and I don't think people really truly appreciate that about athletes in general. Um, And and again, it just it it's a testament to Joey Votto, and I think his mentality and his toughness that like he's that guy's a winner. That that's cool. That's cool to hear that, because we didn't hear about this injury at all for over the last three or four months. Did you? Maybe Not. maybe Reds fans that are close to the game. He said like this is something that's been
1: bothering him since twenty fifteen.
0: That's just a winner, dude. That's just a winner. Like I would I would I would take Joey Votto. I think any baseball fan on any respective team would say, I'll take Joey Votto. We got room for him. That's a good baseball dude. Sucks that he's dealing with it, and I hope he comes back. I really do. Hopefully, somewhere else, something happens there. Get me, get me, get me Votto in a different uniform. Squeeze out a little bit more competitiveness out of him, and I bet you see just an uptick in production and
1: fireworks. Talk to me about big league Chew blc blc <laughs> our presenting sponsor the chew
0: big league chew founded by former left-handed pitcher rob nelson big league chew started from humble beginnings in the portland mavericks bullpen in 1977 for more than how many years
1: 40 900 Too million. slow
0: the iconic nice the iconic pouches uh, packed with shredded, flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels. What on Twitter? Best gum on the planet. Now. At Big League Chew on Twitter. At Big League what Chew on Insta? gum. Yes, on, on Instagram. Insta. Let's go. Hey, show off your also, Big League bubbles. They're also
1: on TikTok. I feel like we need to add that to the... We should add that. Because now that I'm this thinking is, about it, this they sent us this read before they hopped on TikTok. Now they're on TikTok. And Let's get it in there. Just blowing it up. Let's get it in there. You can also find a list of retailers
0: or purchase any of their products directly from their website at bigleaguechew.com. Big League Chew.
1: i tell you... Uh, we we grabbed lunch with my mom this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, as we were leaving, she's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I got your, I got your bucket of seeds and a box of big league chew for you. So we just popped it just every time you see her. It, it literally every time I'm like, mom, I'm still working on the butt last bucket of seeds you gave me. It's like, I'm not, I'm not playing baseball anymore. I get the, the it takes me a little longer to get through these seeds. How weird
0: is it that parents, like flip a switch when you get older, and they just become
1: so giving in certain ways. Well, I mean, they're always giving. They're, they're always, always giving. But
0: like, you remember as a kid, you're like, "Can I get another bag of Big League Chew?" And they be like, "No, you're fine. No, we're good. No, can we get McDonald's and
1: lay home? No, we're just McDonald's at home,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yep, you yep. You food at home, you're fine. I went over to my dad's house the other day. And I don't even know how it happened. I'm like looking through their pantry because I'm I'm kind of hungry, wanting a snack. And I saw like the Costco granola bars where it's like the dark chocolate base and then like yeah, the nuts. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Next thing I knew, he's like filling up one of the storage Ziplocs with them and handing me like 20 of them. And I'm like, what? no, I just <laughs> wanted one. What are you doing? Just he's like, gives no, you take the box. Take them. Like, get know, no. I'm going to Costco later. Take them. You can have them. I'm like, I have a costume. No, it's cool. Just take it. <laughs> like, it's, that's what parents do, man. Oh, I love it. It's so strange. When I drove up to to Denver two years ago to visit my mom, it was weird like little poppable chips. Shout out those poppable. Like, you told me
1: about those. Yeah, They're
0: fire. <laughs> so good. Anyway, I told her, told her about them. And I'm like hanging out for a couple days. She comes back from the grocery store and she has six bags. She's like, just drive home with them. You can you can have them at home now. I'm like, Ma, we got these at our grocery stores down there. She's like, no, it's cool. It's fine. Parents are weird, man. When you start getting old enough, they're like, they miss giving you stuff, I think. Yeah, it's a very real thing. Strange. I'm here for it. I'm not complaining. I'll take I'm all the be- granola bars and poppable chips you got.
1: I'm gonna be 29 this October, and you can bet next April I'm gonna be getting that Easter basket. I get an Easter basket every year, and I'm almost 30, and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they, yeah. they miss the giving. But all that yeah. to say, I'm uh, I'm stocked up on Big League Chew again. So I like it. I like clear. it. You were running low. You're running on fumes. In fact, I think I finished my last pouch the other day. There was a few shreds in there. I don't know why this is open. Ras had been like s- an animal.
0: Paige has been smacking away at the strawberry gum ever since that uh that night I introduced it by the way.
1: I need to go I need to go grab some some blue raspberry. I need some of that in my life. Yeah, it's right down the street. It's yeah. kind of the move. Get it done. Uh, Nate closing the book. Brett Beatty hit a home run in his first career at bat with the New York Mets. Very, very cool moment. Uh, a lot of hype surrounding the call up. Uh, so much so that they had a walk or, or a watch party at his high school. That's cool. That was a cool clip. The yeah. kids are going nuts. Yeah, all about that. Love that.
0: Love that. I think that that's that's cooler to me than like families and stuff like that like yeah like you know the family's gonna be a part of the ride but when you're inspiring kids like in your same high school program that are just a couple years behind you that's
1: cool i I gotta say though some of these call-ups from the past week or two have really put things into perspective like you can't always guarantee that 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 particular individual's family is going to be a part of the ride and it's what makes it even more special is that you see these call-ups where they are able to call their mom or to call their dad. Like I saw, mm-hmm. um, who was it with the Rockies? I'm blanking oh, on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know exactly yeah. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. That yeah. was that was cool. Too. There was a guy, uh, I want to say for the D-backs just the other day, who who did the same thing. And it's like, it's so cool to see. Like, yeah, yeah. But you – you almost have this expectation that the family is going to be part of it, but when yeah you you sit back and think like oh, some of these guys maybe had different stories than than ours, and you you get to see these moments that they have it's super cool, and then when they go out and do yeah. like what Brett Beatty did, it just makes it even better.
0: Yeah, and I do like when they start to like catch a stride, and you know that they're going to stay up for a while, like Luis Gonzalez with the Giants. He's down here from Tucson. And when they came back and played the D-backs a couple weeks ago, he bought like 50 tickets. So he had just everybody from Tucson coming up and sitting in it. Like, that's cool. Like you, that I think that's like the next step. You see the debut, you see the first home run at first hit, and then you get like that. Okay. Now I'm coming to my hometown and I'm here. Now I'm going to get everybody to come watch. That's cool.
1: Gotta love it. Uh, Bryce Harper is aiming to be back by the start of September, and there we uh, go. I'm I'm feeling things. I'm getting excited. I am too. For more reasons than one, he is he is the leading force on my fantasy team. So we need need that back. You back need that. In the lineup. Yeah,
0: yeah. Also committed Big to World Baseball Classic, right?
1: Yeah, which we need to circle back on that once the lineup gets Ooh, finalized. Man. Ooh, it's looking good. Yeah, dude. Real I think good. I think
0: we're taking it. I honestly feel good. I don't even care about the other teams right now. I think we're taking it.
1: I mean, props to these guys that are signing up, putting their hands up, saying, yeah. you know what? Let's forget for the it. risk of injury. Forget the money. Forget this or that. Whatever it may be, whatever reason that guys in the past maybe declined. Good on it. these guys for showing out for the old red, white, and blue. We need some arms, though. We do. We do need some arms, need some arms or, the, or there will be no showing out for the relay <laughs> if, if, if we have no nobody throwing. Yeah, nobody throwing. Um, let's look at these uh, weekend series previews that we got. Um, I'm looking forward to this White Sox Guardians series. And look, I know we just got done writing off the White Sox, saying no sense in talking about the White Sox anymore. To me, this is this is like really this is really it. Like he immediately talks about him the next like, episode. <laughs> no, like look, this is this is the last, this is the last out. straw. This is the last straw for the White Sox. Not not from my perspective. Just like as a team, like if you can't do anything in this series this weekend, yeah, we're already out. But if there's any hope left in that clubhouse, yeah, I'm sure it will change based on how this weekend series goes. Game one, you got Lance Lynn. Going up against Tr- Tristan McKenzie, Lance Land is three and five with a five six two ERA. Opponents are in two sixty six off him. It was last outing he went six innings against the Tigers, gave up two runs on five hits, had seven Ks and no walks. McKenzie, our guy, friend of the pod, having having a pretty solid year. All I think he's having concerned. a good year. Yeah. Pretty solid year. Eight and nine, and ERA a three one four. Opponents are hitting one ninety eight off him. His last outing went up against the Blue Jays. Went six and two thirds, gave up two runs on five hits with three Ks and two walks. Came two. You got Johnny Cueto going up against Shane Bieber. Cueto is five and five with a two seven eight ERA. Opponents are hitting two sixty two off him. His last outing. Last outing for Cueto, tip of the cap, eight innings deep against the Astros, gave up one run on six hits, had three Ks and a walk. Shane Bieber, who also having a good year, but maybe not the Shane Bieber that Guardians fans expect every year or would hope for every year. He's eight and six, got an ERA of 318, opponents are in 235. His last outing was seven innings against the Blue Jays, two earned runs on eight hits, six K's and no walks. Game three, you got my Cy Young pick. He's gotta be, yeah. He's gotta be Cy Young, right? He's up there. I mean, he's in the he's definitely in the conversation. He's we'll gotta we'll see. Dylan Cease going up against Aaron Savali. Cease is twelve and five with a two oh nine ERA. Opponents are hitting two hundred flat off of him. His last outing went five innings against the Astros, three earned runs on six hits, four Ks, and three walks. Savalli so is two and five with a 5.63 ERA. Opponents are in 2.77 off him. His last outing against the Tigers was six innings, allowing just one earned run on three hits with 10 Ks and a walk. The offensive highlights for me we got Jose Abreu, who's 15 for his last 37, hey his yo. last 10 games although he is lacking in the pop category. He's got no home runs. He's only got one RBI, and he's got 10 Ks in that stretch. Jose Ramirez for the Guardians, 10 for his last 40. He's got one home run, 11 RBIs, and 7 Ks in that same stretch. I like that. This is it for the White Sox. I agree.
0: This is the last last thing. And, yeah, I think – it's only a three-game set too, so it's like you're not going to be able to walk away with a split and be happy about it. So, uh, speaking of random updated news, speaking Elvis yeah, White Andrews. Sox,
1: how about that?
0: All right, interesting. Hey, with we're the, not talking uh, about the, the White Anderson. Sox anymore, but yeah.
1: uh, here's a weekend series preview and a, <laughs> a signing that they just
0: had. So, TA going down makes the Elvis Andrews move makes sense. I get it. Uh, my series. Um, not necessarily like a like a division battle. Not 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 something that's gonna really overly affect the standings. It's just two powerhouse teams. I think. See, Astros visiting Atlanta for the Braves. Uh, game one. Uh, for the uh, for the Astros, it's gonna be Lance Gray McCullers Jr. coming off his first start of the season. Uh, against Oakland, he went six run, uh six innings, no one runs, two hits, five walks, four uh four walks, five Ks, sorry. And game uh, game one, we don't know who's going for the Braves yet. That's still undecided. Uh, game two, Christian no middle name Javier is seven eight seven and eight this year, two nine six ERA. Opponents are hitting one eighty four against him. Last time out against Oakland, he went six innings, no one runs, one hit, six Ks, three walks going for the Braves is Spencer Robert Strider 7 and 4 this year 3.04 ERA uh, opponents are in 184 against him. against the Mets last time out I think he I think he backed up his talk a little bit 5 innings 3 hits one run one walk four strikeouts and game 3 is Jose Luis Hernandez Kiti going for the Astros 11 and 4 this year 3.68 ERA Opponents are hitting 244 against him. Last time out against the White Sox, he went in seven and two thirds, only allowed one earned run off of six hits, four Ks, no walks, and he's going up against Charles Alfred Morton the fourth, six and five this year, 404 ERA. Opponents are hitting 225 against him. Last time out against the Mets, also shoved six and two thirds, no earned runs, one walk, twelve. Strikeouts against those Mets. Uncle Chuck. I like that. And uh, my offensive stars for the Braves. I'm going with Matthew Kent Olsen over the last 10 games. He's 10 for 42. Four jacks, nine ribs, 11 strikeouts. And uh, honestly, the Astros offense is kind of meh all year. Jordan is, is not normal Jordan right now he's okay six for 36 in his last 10 games one home run three RBIs four Ks overall I mean look say what you will about the Astros offense but with the addition of Lance McCullers this rotation is stupid because I just read off three names that are very legitimately going to be solid starters for them and I didn't even mention Verlander I didn't even mention Framber Valdez that might be the best starting rotation in baseball if the offense can produce at all the Astros are going to be just fine this postseason
1: it's about it it's about it I won't run through the whole CK ad read, but I'm in the works. It's in the I'm in the process of getting yeah. the promo code updated. But in the meantime, if you're looking to get tickets for literally anything and it's on SeaGeek. It's the stretch point of the episode. Use Ugh. promo code the the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's actually our old handle. It's not our handle. Yeah, we're longer. gonna get rid of that. We'll fix it. But if you need like if you're in a if you're in a bind, you're like, I, I need to get I need to get tickets, I need a promo code, I need to save. instantly off my first purchase as a first time user perfect go ahead and use that but uh, I'll let you guys know when we get the new code updated in the meantime that's all I got well
0: uh, watch the games we just told you to watch if you aren't doing that you better have a legitimate excuse and this is officially your last warning to get back to work Don't get chasing curveballs.
1: We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.